Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that are going to allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of Business Growth Secrets. I've got an amazing guest on today, somebody I'm really, really looking forward to to talking to and and deep diving into some of the wide array of experience that uh, this gentleman has. His name's Kevin Gaskell. He has started over 15 tech businesses, creating over five billion pounds in shareholder value. In addition to that, he's played international cricket. He's been, he has his own rock band for fun or been involved in a rock band for fun and really is an expert in how to build teams and leadership and entrepreneurism. So really, really looking forward to having a great chat. Kevin, welcome onto the show. Thank you for coming on. How are you doing, my man? We good? Yeah, I'm good, Adam. Great to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to talk in. We've got lots and lots here, and I'm sure we're going to uncover some, some great business growth secrets for the audience and the people watching. And what I like to do, Kevin, is, is we've got a wide array of experience here. I know you've got a background in the automotive industry, uh, similar to myself. You've then got into the tech industry. You've had a big change there. Um, and we've we've obviously got, you know, international sport, and you're also a world record holder, I believe, as well. So we've got lots and lots of things to talk about. Why don't we start off with getting to know you a little bit and talk about really, you know, where you come from. How did your journey start, Kevin? Where did you really decide that you wanted to go and, you know, become a business entrepreneur and business owner? And where did things start from for, for you? Let's go right back to the beginning. Well, right back to the beginning was um, my preschool medical, which I remember very well. And the guy asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up, son? And I said, uh, I want to be a guy who builds bridges. And he said, you know what they're called? I said, yeah, navigators. He said, no, son, they're called civil engineers. And so I was four or five years old. And, and at that stage, I wanted to be a civil engineer. And that's what I always wanted to do. So I went through school, went through university, um, studied civil engineering, and worked as a civil engineer for, for three or four years. I really enjoyed it. But realized it wasn't going to give me the the kind of business breadth that I wanted. Um, so my university very kindly offered me a scholarship to go back and study for an MBA, which I did. I enjoyed that. I came out of there and I moved into chemical engineering, chemical engineering company, where I joined as an accountant. I studied accountancy at night school. So I'm now a civil engineer or engineer and an accountant. I can read a balance sheet and a blueprint. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that for four years. You know, it was it was great fun. I was learning a lot. Um, I was the interface between the manufacturing uh, plant. It was a company called Dow Corning, uh, manufacturing silicone in South Wales. And I wanted to do something else. And my passion had always been automotive and sport. And and I was playing a lot of sport at the time, um, playing a lot of cricket in between my day job. But automotive, and, and one day in the Sunday Times where people used to advertise jobs before the internet, Porsche, the car company, were looking for 
somebody who they described as an engineer and an accountant. And I read the ad and I thought, well, that's me. I applied for the job. I got the job. And I joined Porsche GB as a kind of regional management accountant, helping dealers to run their businesses. Over the next five years, I was promoted through various ranks, and then the business got into incredible trouble. Porsche, as you know it today, was just about to fail. Uh, the board were, were all fired, and against everybody's expectations, mostly my own, I was, I was appointed as managing director. And I was 32 years old. I was as green as grass, and I was completely shocked. But for the next four years, we ran that business, and we turned that business around. We went from frankly, being number 32 out of 32 in customer satisfaction in the, in the market to be number one. We went from losing 20% on sales to making 20% on sales. And we built a fantastic team. Um, and it was just great fun. I had five years of, of building a great company. Then BMW knocked on the door and said, hey, we love what you did at Porsche. Do you want to come run our business? So I joined BMW and did the same thing, really, which was to take the business to pieces and put it back together again in what I thought was pretty simple and logical way and having inherited a business plan to grow the business at three or four percent per annum we actually grew the business by 80 percent and i thought we were just doing the basics but you know the great thing was again we built a great team everybody was having fun and the business was hugely successful so second half of my journey i was then 40 years old oh, sounds it sounds a bit easy kevin <laughs> well, it no, sounds no, like no. the was. So, oh, what, listen, what, I, I really want to know, and I think the audience needs to know as well. Is that's an incredible achievement? I mean, obviously, we did a Porsche was incredible, and then obviously the skills being recognised to move over to BMW and to be able to repeat it is incredible. Yeah. And there's a system in there. So, what is it that you did? Do you feel that you brought? And and again, sometimes actually, not necessarily having the old experience, the old plan. And instead coming in with fresh eyes and a different approach, it sounds like you zoned in on client service for one. You know, yeah, was- customer service was critical. And, and you know, we'd lost our way with our customers. A portion, we'd lost contact with our customers. So the first board meeting that I was CEO, we talked to, as a team and said, well, what should we do here? You know, we're very close to the edge, very close to failure. What should we focus on? Now, of course, you've got to get your cash under control. Of course you have. But the second part is, I don't believe that the people in a business are inspired by talking about numbers. It doesn't get people excited to say, give me another 1% return on sales or another 2% market penetration. But what we said was we want to build the best customer service culture in the world. And we want to be number one in that, that um, listing I've just told you about where we were number 32 out of 32 in customer satisfaction. We set our sights on becoming number one, which was hugely challenging. And everybody told me I was nuts. You know, you'll never get to number one. Well, we did get to number one. But the way we did it was by taking the company apart and putting it back together again and and making sure everybody in the team understood where we were going and how they played a part in it. We built a very simple plan in our businesses. I call it a thousand-day plan. In a thousand days, we're going to look like this. This is what world-class looks like. And this is what it sounds like. And this is what it feels like. So what we do is, is sit as a team and define that, what I call vision of success. What will, what will it be like when we are successful? We, we talk about that and we build a plan to get there. And the key is to make sure that everybody in the team, every single person in the team, understands how they play a part in getting us towards 
that vision of success. And you know, that's everybody. It's classical. It's the the car cleaner, and and you know, there's no such person as an only in business. He's only a car cleaner. She's only a sales director. There's no such thing as an only. Everybody has a role to play. So what we did at Porsche was build a fantastic team who understood exactly what the plan was and how we were going to deliver it together. That was the intention. Of course, you make mistakes along the way and things change. Um, but you start off with that thousand-day plan, and and that is how we turned the business. And and we went from being last in the industry to first in the industry. This is phenomenal, and I love the plan. But I'm going to ask a question. Mm. I know the answer, okay. <laughs> but I'm going to ask a question for the benefit of the audience. I feel I think I know the answer, right? But I think this is really important for a small business owner to hear. We set the thousand thousand-day plan. We say this is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. This is what it feels like. We get everybody on the bus. What happens to the people that won't get on the bus? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, well, I frequently get asked that question, and and I used to say, well, I spend two years trying to help them to get on the bus, but honestly, now I don't. Yeah. Now I don't. I, I have a com. Now I have a conversation with them and say, look, this is where we're going, and you can play part in this, and you can be part of this dream. And when I went to BMW, I had two or three people because I applied exactly the same principle, built a thousand-day plan, where are we going? And I did have two or three people who came to me and said, listen, Kev, Porsche was one thing because the business was in trouble, but BMW, we're doing okay, so don't knock it. And I said, you're doing okay, but we need to go further than okay. And and a couple of people said, I I don't feel I want to be part of that. And so I helped them to move on. And And it really is, okay, how can I help you to go find your dream? Because if you don't want to be part of this one, I need to help you to find your own. And and I move people on relatively quickly, never aggressively. It's not yeah. about them being bad people. It's about finding for them or helping them to find the journey that they want to go on. Because I'm inviting the whole team in my businesses on a journey. You know, come with us. Let's go and build something that we're proud of. Let's look back and say, hey, look what we created. Look what we did together. And it's that pride that creates the inspiration. And, and I break it down to three pieces. You know, you ask me, how do I structure it? I break it down into first, commit. What are we committing to do? And whether that is rebuild a company or go and win a championship or, or whatever it is, what are we committing to? And then really commit. The second is the connect. And that's the thousand day plan. How do I connect with that vision of success? How do I actually make a difference? And then the third piece is create, and I call it creating magic, because that's when the culture takes over. It's when people go the extra mile because they want to, because they're having fun. It's when on a, a Sunday night, instead of thinking, oh, I've got to go to work tomorrow, they think, great, I'm going to work tomorrow, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to, I'm going to improve that, or I'm going to develop the other. And they're actually looking forward to it, and I call that inspiration. You know, that's, that's when people really want to come into the team and make a difference, and that's I mean, look, I cut my teeth at Porsche because I had to. We were we were failing business. But it's that principle that I've taken to a number of other businesses. And you know, I've written a book called Inspired Leadership. And that book covers this whole journey. It, it lets people read how did we do it? What are the practical tools? And also when it went wrong, Adam, because it doesn't always go right. You know, there are times it goes wrong. And, and you know, you've got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and yeah. go again. And I often say to people, you want me to tell you when it went right? That's fine. I'll give us half an hour. You want me to tell when it went wrong? Well, give me a week and I'll talk you through it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I love some principles in there. 
I love the connect principle, actually, because I think that's quite different. Um, but actually connecting somebody to so how do I actually connect as an individual to yeah. this platform? Do I, I think I really like that. That that's really great. And then obviously create as well to get them into the creative juices. Have you yeah. had times, Kevin, where you've gone into the business and you know, like BMW, for example, and you've had a top performer that because they don't like change, they're fearful of change, or perhaps they're very comfortable in their position that you've had to have that conversation with them that's had to walk away. You know, you've maybe took a real top performer and lost them out of the business because they don't want to be a part of the plan. Has that happened to you a few times along the way? Um, I've not really lost the top performers because they want to achieve something special. And, and you know, if, if I can create the culture and the atmosphere for them to be successful, they yeah. will stay and they will enjoy it. Nice. Um, I, I had one very senior guy who simply did not believe in the process. Yeah. Um, and and so I helped him to move on, and he went to another BMW business. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, I, I think 99 out of 100 people say, you know what, this is fun, actually, because I, I give away the authority and the accountability. I let people make the decisions. You know, look, there's the plan. You do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do your job, but you do. So you do your job. Help us to get there. And you know what? If it goes wrong, I'll back you up. There's no fear here. Don't be afraid of trying it. You know, be fast, be agile, be creative, and and we will learn. Because if it goes wrong, well, we learn from it. We back up a little bit, we reset, and we go again. So it's about building that culture where people are not afraid to make change, where they want to drive the change, and, and then it becomes fun, and that's that's the great magic piece. Yeah, and it sounds like you've got a wonderful system there, and, and that certainly works. Works for you know, work for for any business that wants to create culture change within a bigger, a large organisation. I'm sure that that's exactly the way to do it. So, I really loved hearing that story. So, you, you've obviously come out of the automotive industry, and and you've moved into technology. Um, yeah. Changing industries is that was that a personal interest? Was that the bigger multiples? Was that the the bigger opportunity? What is it that took you in that direction? Um, Kevin, and, and and what has been the challenge maybe of moving from an automotive-based business to a technology business, and, and what opportunities do you see there? Lots of different questions in one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've, I've said to her three times, you know, I did four years here, and I did four years there, and I, did, and I know myself that after four to five years, I, I believe that I tend to get stale. I've kind of done what I wanted to do within that time period, and, and I personally need a new challenge. The reason I moved away from, it was BMW, I stepped out of BMW into technology, was because the internet was changing the world. And I couldn't get the manufacturer and the dealers to move quickly enough into the online world. And I thought, well, blow it. I'll do it myself then. And I was still relatively young. You know, I was 40 years old. And I thought, if it all goes wrong, I'll give it two or three years. I'll give it absolutely my best shot. And if it goes wrong, I'll go and get a real job again. But I stepped out. Um, I was very fortunate. Somebody came to me with backing, and they offered me the finance to to go and build a platform. And and I wanted to retail cars online. And you know we all see it now with Kazoo and Cinch and all this stuff. Well, I was doing that twenty years ago. Uh, the trouble was I was so far ahead of the market that the market didn't get it. Um, so what we did was we we today we call it pivot the model. What we did we, was we thought again and changed the model. And we went and became the platform behind the fleet sector. But for me, it was about finding a new challenge. It was about going out there and doing something that was fresh. I did have to learn. 
I, I knew nothing about technology. I mean, I'd been used to having a full-time PA and all that stuff. I didn't even know how to write a PowerPoint chart when I when I stepped outside. But you learn quickly. You know, you have to learn. Yeah. And we built we built the first business, which was called Epix, and that that was very successful. And today, it's pretty much a monopoly um, through car dealerships uh, in in the UK and beyond. Um, and from there, I stepped over and I built an automotive data company, which became the biggest automotive data company in the world. And that was on the back of a business called Glasses Guide, where we took Glasses Guide and we extended it into um, whole new sectors. And we, we we grew that into 31 countries. So, you know, it was just a case of looking at the potential and daring to dream about what is possible. You know, let's absolutely dare to imagine what we could do with this thing, but then let's go and do it. And, you know, I firmly believe that most limitations in this world are the ones that people put on themselves. If, if, you, if you can see that opportunity, if you believe it's there, go for it. Go for it. And you know what? You might not get 100% of it, but you get 90% of it, you're still typically 50% ahead of everybody else because they're not even looking in that space. Yeah. So, so the technology was and has been now about finding new opportunities. And today I've got tech companies um, not in automotive anymore. I've got one in health and safety. I've got one in fintech, um, one in marketing, one in team development, one in data security. And it's kind of one leads into the other leads into the other. Um, but it, it's just running a business, Adam. It's the same thing. You know, I've got very smart techies in the business thankfully, because they understand what they're doing with the technology. I don't. Don't ask me to code a line because I couldn't do it. But what I can do is I can see the market opportunity. I can define the strategy to go and achieve that opportunity and then build a team to implement it. Um, but, you know, it's like everything. I ran a boat company. I turned a boat company around. Um, big boats, um, $10 million boats. I don't know anything about boats. I couldn't build a boat to save my life. But again, it was it was the challenge. The the, yeah. the challenge was the same. What is the strategy? What is the thousand day plan? How do we do it? And we took that business, um, which had made losses for ten years, into profit in fourteen months. Nice. Do the basics. Do the basics. Get better, and bigger will come. Get what better. Focus Just on getting having, better. Let's go into the basics a little bit. What are the basics? What would you say are the basic fundamentals? of a business let's say you're looking at a business in particular and you're going into this business and what are the in your head yeah. you know you're, you're analyzing this business as you look at it what are the things that you're looking at well the first thing i'm looking at is what's the potential scale of the business how big okay. is the market opportunity yeah. because if the market opportunity is hundred thousand pounds i'm not interested yeah it, it, but if it's a billion pounds okay well, we don't have to get very much of that market in order yeah. to be very successful. So I look at the market scale and opportunity. The second part is I look at the management team. Are these people I want to work with? Are they smart? Are they energetic? Are they agile? Um, can And the third piece is, can I add something to the team? Because if I can't add anything, then you don't, I, I recommend other investors or other partners to the team rather than myself. I, I need to feel like I'm adding some value to the business. Um, and, and then the fourth is when, once you get into running the business, obviously you've got, you've got your fundamentals of marketing and operations yeah. and, and you've got the finance. I tend not to talk about the finance, but you've got to have a firm grip on the finance. 
tech tech companies can burn through cash very quickly if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's be careful. Let's do things. I would say don't outspend, outthink. How do we do things smarter than anybody else has done it? Throwing hundreds of thousands of pounds at, at, a, at a problem, well, you might fix it. But I tell you what, let's just take two steps back and think it through and fix it in a different way. Let's just think of a different way. And, and that tends to be what we've done. You know, our businesses, I think, are very efficient. We, we run them as highly efficient because we, we take out the noise. We've got a plan. We know what we're doing. Then let's also know what we're not doing. Let's stop doing a lot of stuff. Let's just focus on the stuff that makes a difference. So those, those are my fundamentals. I, I think they're great fundamentals. So scale, market opportunity, management team, what value can you add as an individual, marketing operations and numbers. And then, yeah. of course, outthink not outspend <laughs> i love it yeah that's it yeah fabulous great stuff there um yeah 100 so look you know i think you've given some massive massive value today um and for anybody i've really enjoyed the conversation i love you know hearing and uh from people operating at a higher level and, and and talking strategically you know it's something that i really enjoy um and i think some of the things you said have been wonderful so there's kind of, in terms of people learning a little bit more from you, Kevin, and I understand, I know you've got two books that you've mentioned and you've got a new book. Yeah. Which, do you want to tell us a little bit about that book? So it sounds like a really uh, interesting story. We had a good chat about it before. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the new one, okay, which is a pretty cool concept, Catching Giants. Catching Giants. Well, it's called Catching Giants because it's the story of a rowing race across the Atlantic, which – for fun, I go and do expeditions. You know, I've walked the North Pole, I've walked the South Pole, I've climbed the big mountains, I've done all of that stuff. But there was something that I really wanted to do, um, which was row across the Atlantic. But there's a small problem. I don't know anything about rowing, don't know anything about boats, don't know anything about navigation at sea, don't know anything about sea. So, you know, just a few small drawbacks. <laughs> but I was determined to do it. And Met some people who wanted to do it with me. My son always comes with me on these things. Um, and we decided we wanted to row across the Atlantic. And these guys were five of us in, in this 27-foot plastic rowing boat um, with no engine. People say to me, he's got an engine. No, no engine, no sails, no support vessel. We are rowing 24-7, two hours on, two hours off, 24 hours a day, from the moment we leave Spain to the moment we land in Antigua. And my crew, young, keen guys, all about 27 to 30, said, we want to break the world record. And I said, look, guys, let's get serious. We've never <laughs> done this before. Um, I'm not a 30-year-old anymore, and that's a heck of a challenge. They said, no, 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 let, let's work out how we could do it. So we built a 1,000-day plan to break the world record. And the story of the book, Catching Giants, is how did five guys who are novice rowers go out and actually break the world record, end up in the Guinness Book of Records, and beat Olympic oarsmen. How did we do that? So, so the, the book is partly the adventure story. You get all the adventures of, of us getting caught in storms, of us capsizing our boat upside down, everybody in the water, 1,500 miles from shore in a big storm, which is a pretty interesting oh, place to be. It's a phenomenal thing. You know, it's amazing. Hats off to you. You know, amazing. Mm. Yeah. And, and how did we do it? So it's got the story of the adventure. It's got the business approach to it. But then it's got 80 lessons for business and for life. You know, yeah. what lessons did we take out of this row 
that we'll use on the next one because in 2024 we're going to go and row the Pacific because we're gluttons for punishment. So <laughs> sounds like it. yeah. So so that's that's the Not new need book. Need a more chilled out hobby, Kevin. To be fair, but that is amazing. <laughs> well, it's lovely because I get people ringing me up saying, "Well, I thought it was a rowing book, but I'm loving it. It's given me so many ideas on my business, so many ideas on my life." And I said, "Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. You get a lot of time to think when you're at sea for for forty days. You get a lot yeah. of time to think." No, oh, it's amazing. You know, it sounds like a fantastic book. I imagine they can get that from Amazon or any big uh, store, right? Yeah, 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 available on Amazon. So go and look up Catching Giants by Kevin Gaskell. Go and get that book. I'll certainly be reading. It sounds amazing, Kevin. You know, really, really does sound like a fantastic book. And they can also catch up with you on LinkedIn, I believe. That's a good place uh, where you publish and talk and, and, and really uh, put a lot of your content out. Is that right? Yeah, join me on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Um, yeah. My website is kevingaskell.com. Just come and say hello. Love yeah. to hear from you. Okay, brilliant stuff. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I think it's been an amazing chat. I've loved the strategy side of it. You know, I think there's been some really good business growth secrets here for businesses. So thank you very much, Kevin. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast, don't forget to go and subscribe. We've got amazing interviews like I've had with Kevin today coming up, as well as personal episodes for myself that I'm uh, adding lots and lots of value coming again and again and again. So make sure you subscribe to get those. And if you've enjoyed the chat today, go and give us a review, five-star review, please. It'd be lovely. And mention Kevin and what you enjoyed about the conversation today for sure. So thanks again, Kevin. Thanks for everyone to listening and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Business Growth Secrets, everybody. Hi everybody, Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. Hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favor. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favorite episode is perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.